0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the program. This is Questions for Corbett, and I am James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. This week's question comes via email from Jeroen, who writes, Over the last couple of weeks, I've heard an increasing number of people talk about the so-called in-house climate research done by, amongst others, Exxon and Shell. Although I took nothing more than a quick glance at them, coming across the usual vague observations, this looks to me to be the latest ploy by Big Oil themselves. How exactly, though, I'm not sure. Could you shine your light on this? How does this further their cause, apart from being able to say, even we knew of this, but obviously didn't tell in the long run? Does this help their switch to big solar or big wind, or is it truly inconvenient? Their scheming never ceases to amaze me, but in this case, the underlying motivations aren't clear to me. Thank you very much for the question, Nudun. It is an interesting one about a very timely topic, that I'm assuming a lot of people have heard about. But if you haven't, well, you can find out more information about this under the hashtag ExxonNew that's been floating around the interwebs for a few years now. And what better place to find the 2 cented summary of that than at ExxonNew.org, which, which starts with this handy-dandy introduction to the campaign. It says, Exxon knew about climate change half a century ago. They deceived the public misled their shareholders, and robbed humanity of a generation's worth of time to reverse climate change. And then it gives some information about how to petition the U.S. Department of Justice and the state uh, attorneys general about this Investigate Exxon. Well, and of course, that is now swirling around uh, in a trial that is currently taking place in Manhattan. And so you may have heard about this, as you do, and I guess you've heard about it too. It involves not just Exxon, but also Shell and Big Oil generally. And so this is a story that, if if we want to get down to brass tacks, started in 2015, or at least we're told it started in 2015, when some Pulitzer Prize-winning journalists, so how can you go wrong, they dug up the truth about what Exxon and Shell and others knew about the devastating effects Of global warming as far back as the 1960s, 1968, even, in something called the Robinson Report, which, once you start peeling the layers of that onion, you'll find is not what they claim it to be. This led to 20 state attorneys general launching an unprecedented multi state effort to bring big oil to justice. So, if all of this summary is getting your spidey sense tingling a little bit, then I'd say. Your spidey sense is functioning properly properly, because this story is not what it seems. I did write about this in the subscriber newsletter back in September 2016 in my editorial on Who Wants to Be a Carbon Trillionaire? Where I wrote that uh, an expose that was published in the LA Times and Inside Climate News last year alleged that Exxon had the entire global warming puzzle solved as far back as the 1970s and then actively worked to cover up that information. Never mind that Exxon didn't actually withhold any of their research or findings from the public, and never mind that the company's conclusion, namely that the massive uncertainty surrounding climate variables meant that they had no clear picture of what is actually happening in the climate, was neither well-informed nor cause for panic, the narrative was already set. A massive Exxon New hashtag campaign was organized around the reports and around New York Attorney General Eric Schneiderman's claim extra points if you look into the illustrious career and demise of Eric Schneiderman's career, uh, claim that he would organize a posse of state AGs to investigate and prosecute, prosecute Exxon for... something. Unsurprisingly, that campaign has disintegrated, not least because investigators simply don't know what a climate model is. But here's the kicker. The original reports, though published by the LA Times and Inside Climate News, wasn't reported by them, Instead, it was reported by fellows at the Energy and Environmental Reporting Project at Columbia University's Graduate School of Journalism, which just happens to receive its funding from, drumroll please, the Energy Foundation, Open Society Foundations, Rockefeller Brothers Fund, Rockefeller Family Fund, Lorana Sullivan Foundation, and the Telus Mater Foundation. Oh, and Inside Climate News, ICN? The director of the Rockefeller Family Fund admitted earlier this year that the Rockefellers are pumping millions of dollars into organizations like ICN to promote their climate agenda. Of course, David Sassoon, ICN's publisher, was a former Rockefeller Brothers Fund, RBF, employee. And Michael Northrup, an ICN board member, directs the Sustainable Development Grant-Making Program at RBF. As the New York Times admitted as far back as 2013, ICN is, quote, an outgrowth of Mr. Sassoon's consulting work for the Rockefeller Brothers Fund, a philanthropic group that emphasizes climate policy, end quote, <laughs> with no mention of the irony of the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. Literally, big the, the the manifestation of big oil and what big oil means, the Rockefeller fortune being used to Emphasize climate policy. Isn't that? Doesn't anyone even find that intriguing? No one even blinks an eyelid thinking about that. But uh, it seems like it might be important. Anyway, as I say, if your spidey sense is tingling, then congratulations, your spidey sense is working. And actually, although I I was just summarizing it in a few paragraphs there in the middle of that editorial, the the full story of the the Rockefeller's involvement in this and the, the rise of that Exxon New hashtag and how it was said that the Attorney General's investigation was following on these reports that were done by Inside Climate News and the LA Times. Uh, but in fact, the causality is reversed and that the RICO investigations were planned before anything was released by Inside Climate News. It's a, a really crazy story that has to be read to be believed. So I'll throw in a link to energyindepth.org, which has... A thorough report on this, New York Attorney General started RICO planning before any inside climate stories were released, so you can get the inside scoop on that. But uh, suffice it to say, yes, the unprecedented legal case against big oil has been a failure from top to bottom, from start to finish, after years of investigation, and after pulling four million documents out of the Exxon archives, after having spent millions of dollars and forwarded no less than four different legal arguments uh, as to why Exxon should be prosecuted at all, the case is now a shadow of its former self. And the original claim for those keeping track at home was that Exxon knew the truth about global warming but covered it up, covered it up from the public. This kind of ran into some problems in prosecution when no evidence of any such cover-up was produced. All of the reports that people point to, oh, they look, look, this Robinson report, as far back as 1968 was talking about this. Well, yes, and it was based on the completely public work of F. Mueller in the Journal of Geophysical Research in 1963. And again, that story of just where this comes from is another a whole rabbit hole that uh, that that you could go down quite easily. But the, a long story short is that, yes, no, there was no cover-up of any hidden truth that the oil industry knew about. So then the charge had to become something different. So they then cooked up a charge that the company had overstated its profits by failing to account for government regulations that would come about as a result of this climate change that they knew was happening. Um but even the SEC refused to forward that investigation. They said, no, we're not going to investigate that. That's They rejected that claim. So then they had to go back to the drawing board. The new, new, new claim is that Exxon kept two sets of books to state the risks of climate change, to which Exxon responds that, well, no, we have different estimates for different purposes with full disclosure. So don't take my summary of this at face value, of course. I mean, you know, why trust James? no. Take Bloomberg's, Bloomberg News' summary of this, because they clearly are invested in this story, but they were recently forced to admit that, quote, the trial is turning into a, quote, hair-hurting corporate accounting lawsuit that is, quote, not exactly a final reckoning for global warming. And it even concludes that uh, when New York State finally got its hands on some four million pages of documents, there weren't enough to make the bigger case that Exxon lied about climate science or the future value of its yet untapped assets. So there you go. It is is essentially an accounting trial at this point, and it has nothing to do with this unprecedented legal move against big oil that's going to change the world that people were promised a few years ago. Um, Again, there's so much to this story that I will include... A lot of links in the show notes for this if you really want to start researching this case and where it came from and what all the different twists and turns. Uh, there's, for example, a great eidclimate.org uh, post about what they're saying about this trial. Uh, I'll throw in a link to a conversation on a podcast about examining climate change litigation with guest Christopher Horner. It goes on and on. There's so much information about this, but the, uh, in essence, this is a total nothing burger that is now a trial about something related to a tangent of a tangent of a tangent of the original bombshell Exxon New reporting from the Rockefellers. <laughs> so, so getting back to the original question and the original intention behind your question, what does this mean? What's the point? Why, are, why is this happening at all? And is Big Oil behind this? And if so, why? I, again, this seems like a, a bizarre false flag to be running. Um, but I think it has a couple of different purposes. One is to keep in mind that, of course, there is the, the currently invested uh, management and, and business structure of the remnants of the Seven Sisters and the other oil industry players who do have their own little patch to protect and are working within that framework. But above them, of course, is the, 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 the board members and above them, of course, the real owners of this system who are pulling the strings financially and otherwise, and as I have laid out in great detail before, are pulling the strings to bring about a post-carbon world, a technocratic post-carbon world. That is the end game, And so this Exxon new hashtag, oh, wow, we're going to get them, campaign that has been waged on the public for several years now and is apparently effective because it is still making its way into everyday conversation, at least in Jeroen's neck of the woods. I assume the Netherlands, maybe Belgium. I don't know. Um, But uh, that... That is part of the the point of this is to embed this in the public discourse because it is part of moving the the goalpost further towards the end zone, moving the football <laughs> closer towards the end zone. Uh, it, uh, first, it has implanted the Exxon New meme in general public discourse, and secondly, it further cements the idea that global warming is not only settled science, but that it has been settled science since even before Jim Hansen's 1988 theatrics in uh, Washington to announce global warming by turning off the air conditioning and closing the windows and all that. I mean, just stupid juvenile tactics that you have to read about to believe. Again, I'll throw in the show notes. Um, But, Yes, that kickstarted the media hype in 1988 that led to the ball rolling towards Rio 92 and the creation of the IPCC and all of that that I've documented in great detail in my work over the years. But no, it was even before any of that that Exxon knew and it was settled science before it was even science, let alone settled. Uh, Yeah, indeed. So again, it does further cement that whole myth in the public's imagination and... All of this comes in the context of another interesting fact that may be a bit problematic for those who believe that big oil is fighting against this. They are the merchants of doubt, as they've been labeled in all of this. This is where it's coming from. Uh, Well, how about the fact that Exxon and Shell and, parenthetically, Ivanka Trump, are all on board with the Paris Climate Agreement. They are defenders of the Paris Climate Agreement. They're all about this. They want this type of global government surveillance crackdown taxation grid that is coming into place as a direct result of the hype that the, that has been stirred up around the phony global warming hoax over the past few decades this is the end goal and they want it they are behind it in fact this is a point that i've gone out of my way to make in all of my work on this subject over the years but Specifically, we can point to, for example, why big oil conquered the world, where I did look at how the arcs and their big oil monstrosity have been at the forefront of pushing the move towards this post-carbon economy. Climate Initiative, which ten of the big companies in the world who are working towards projects and technologies that are needed. Um, I think we all want to know how the formula will work, but I think um, I think the concept of Paris uh, needs to stay in everybody's mind on the on the um, the issues of we've got to transition the world to a lower carbon forms of energy. I have no doubt it will happen. Yes, I think that uh, what, what happened in Paris is very very important. And um, uh, Mr. Ban Ki-moon underlined that yesterday, that is important not only for the planet, not only for us citizens, not only for our children, it is important for the business. Now, obviously, there is a lot more to say on this subject, but I've said a lot of it already in things like how and why big oil conquered the world and much of my other work besides. And I think the important thing to understand about this story is that it is a win-win for not only Big Oil, but more importantly, the oligarchs, which I go out of my way in the Big Oil documentary to point out, are not invested in oil per se. In fact, quite literally, they are divesting from oil, like the Rockefellers and others are divesting from oil and getting ready for the post-carbon technocratic future that they want to bring about. So this Exxon New hashtag is a win-win for the oligarchs because as we see, the court Case itself is disintegrating as we speak and turning into a big nothing burger that will likely result in nothing legally, consequentially, for the oligarchs and the, the oil industry generally. But it has succeeded in implanting itself in the public imagination and further cementing the global warming myth and the hatred of big oil, which is necessary for the oligarchs to bring in their post carbon technocratic future. It is a false flag that is happening in plain public view. And although the idea of false flag terrorism has finally penetrated into the public consciousness and people can understand without having to ask, why would the government attack itself? Why would big oil attack itself? Because they have everything to gain. Literally, the entire world and all of its resources, energy and otherwise, are on the table in this post-carbon world that they are actively seeking to bring about. I cannot overstate how important this subject is and how important it is that not only the Corbett reporteers in the crowd, but also your normie friends who know nothing about this, become as familiar with this concept as they are starting to become with the concept of false flag terrorism. So... As I say, please check the show notes for this edition of Questions for Corbett. There will be copious notes in there uh, to help you along and uh, in case you're just getting up to speed with this story. And of course, I will recommend, if you haven't seen it yet, or if you need to see it for a second, third, or fourth time, watching or re-watching or listening or re-listening to the How Big Oil and Why Big Oil Conquered the World documentaries. Of course, available for free viewing, free listening, free reading at corbettreport.com slash... Big Oil. Please spread that around. If you have normie friends in your life who will only accept a documentary on DVD, well, I have that too, which you can buy from the CorbettReport.com shop. The 25% off Christmas deal is over, but the New Year 2019 code coupon code is now in effect. That's New Year 2019. Use that coupon code when you check out. You'll get 10% off. Corporate Report members have their 25% off plus that 10% off. So it's a 35% discount right now available that code is available at the bottom of every single Corporate Report subscriber newsletter. So please log into the site to check that out if you are a Corporate Report member and take advantage of that. But as I say, there's so much to say here, and this is such an important bedrock topic for people to be understanding right now. I hope people will put in a little bit of effort to do the research because there is a lot to be to be had here. So thank you, Jeroen, for bringing that and putting it on the table for today. That's going to do it for this edition of Questions for Corbett. I'm looking forward to answering another question next week. In the meantime, there will be a lot more material coming out at CorbettReport.com, so I hope you'll stay tuned for that. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. Available now from CorbettReport.com. Oil. The 19th century was transformed by it. The 20th century was shaped by it. And the 21st century is moving beyond it. But who gave birth to the oil industry? And what are they planning to do with that power in a post-carbon world? Heirs to an oil fortune join the divestment drive. There is a price to carbon in their future. The negative impact of population growth. That is important not only for the planet, it is important for the business. What do you see as the biggest challenges in in conservation? the, The growing human population how and why Big Oil conquered the world. Watch the documentary for free or purchase a DVD copy at corbettreport.com slash bigoil.